we actually have the ability to have peak boundless energy. But we have to think about it a different way. Hey there, welcome back to another Rest Eat Move podcast. This is Matt Solo. I want to wish a congratulations to my parents, Chris and Paula, celebrating their 41st wedding anniversary. So they are not in town. That's why I'm doing a solo podcast. We're keeping the train ru- running. Today's going to be a little PSA. One of the things that I've noticed is that people are dragging. They don't have energy. A lot of people I run into just don't have energy externally, internally, in their voice, in their body language, in their habits. And so today we're going to talk about boundless energy. Probably one of my favorite topics. It was the catalyst for the capacity book that I wrote, which I'll share in a second. But how do you find this elusive, natural, boundless energy that I believe we all have? I write in the book a story of a lady that stood up during a presentation, said, Matt, I've heard you speak so many times. And you first started talking about energy. And I said, I feel like I have great energy. I didn't know what you're talking about, like eat better, do all these things and find this energy. And she said, I started to make these changes. And all of a sudden I realized I didn't know I had this other energy. And that's one of my visions and hope and optimisms for everybody is we actually have the ability to have peak boundless energy, but we have to think about it a different way. My twin sister, Kristen Brogan, uh, talks about mindfulness, and I think she has a great definition of mindfulness that leads into energy. And her definition of mindfulness is energy in the present moment. To be mindful, you need to be present, and you have to have energy. We can be present, but with no energy, it's really tough to be mindful. We have a ton of energy, and if we're not present, we're not exactly where we want to be. And energy is tough because nobody can see it. Most people aren't tracking it. But I think we all agree we can feel it. And we can notice it in ourselves and in others. We're going to talk about manufacturing energy here in a little bit. But I wanted to read out of the capacity book because I thought this sums up energy better than I could re-talk about it. I wrote it. In chapter six, boundless energy fuels performance, kind of the, like I said, the catalyst for capacity. And I have a quote in here I thought it was worth sharing. Remember, you only have one ride through life. So give it all you got and enjoy the ride. If you got one ride in life and you don't have the energy that you think you are capable of, or maybe you don't know if you have any more energy. In John Gordon's book, author of the energy bus, I thought that was a good quote. Here's what I write to start the chapter, and I'm only going to read you a paragraph or two. Everything around us is made of energy. Light, heat, machines, electricity, sound, and life. Even an object like a rock that's solid and still has energy. For the sake of reading this chapter or uh, the sake of listening to this podcast, you don't really have to understand quantum physics, but that's quantum physics. And you don't need to know the difference between joules and watts. Those are measurements of energy. But you should appreciate that energy is all around us and it's a huge part of our existence. Essentially, energy is a capacity of a physical system to do work. 
That's why we wrote capacity. We require energy if we want to be happy, healthy, and productive. So when it comes to human performance or the productivity of a person, the energy is a big deal. Energy is not only something for the individual, it's also for the group. A group with a ton of energy can accomplish the impossible. But how do you measure human energy? What's the metric to know if you're operating at full energy potential? This is the problem. I wouldn't even call it the problem. This is what makes it elusive. There's no scientific, universally accepted way to measure a person's energy. It's a subjective view, a personal point of view. For example, what are you on a 1 to 10 scale from an energy standpoint? Some of you may be thinking, well, I have a wearable or an aura ring or a whoop that's measuring my energy. Not necessarily. There's no universally accepted way to say your energy is this in a measurable way. And this leads to kind of the challenge is there's a great saying that if it's not measured, it doesn't exist. Peter Drucker famously wrote that. I agree that in most aspects, if it, if it, if you can't measure it, it doesn't exist. Well, I'm telling you, we can't measure energy. I would say everyone would agree it exists. What gets measured gets managed. Again, it's not measurable and we really struggle to manage it. I think both of these statements are true, but they fail in the respect to human energy. We can't really measure it objectively, and because of this, we do a very poor job managing it. But human energy exists nonetheless. That's what I want you to sink in today. We can't measure it, but it's real. And and we know it's real because we manufacture it more than anything else. Energy drinks, caffeine, stimulants, drugs, processed foods, motivational quotes, inspiration, hope. We're in search of it 24-7. Think about energy drinks. Why do they exist? It's because we don't have energy. Here's what I want to talk about today. We have a choice. We can manage our energy, but it begins with our habits. And you've heard us talk about these endless rest, eat, move, rest, eat, move, broken record. But specifically, I'm going to give you five things specific to energy. If this is what you're looking for, share this. Number one, water. Water is required to have energy. The more hydrated you are, the more energy you're going to have. If you don't feel energy, the first thing I would do is drink more water. Number two, we have to recharge the battery. Just like your phone, you plug it in at night. We need seven, eight hours of sleep. So we got to look at our sleep and say, okay, am I getting energy? If we get six hours that require a caffeinated beverage or some type of thing to get us through the day, let's go to the source of the problem. Did we recharge our phone? Maybe a nap's in need or a, pe- a period of rest. Nutritionally, food gives us energy. It also can decrease our energy. So the food we eat's a big deal. The quality of the food we eat, making those upgrades Anything with the color green has chlorophyll. That's kind of a a cheat code for more energy. Number four is movement. You don't need a lot of time to get compound results. 15 minutes of movement really is like 24-hour reset for our energy. It's powerful what movement can do. Not the first minute, but after the movement is over. 
Number five, can you go without stimulants? This is more of a test to see if you're relying on something and what's protect, preventing you from naturally harvesting it. If we don't have the self-awareness that we don't have energy or we think we do, but we're, we're kind of supplementing it with some type of stimulant, we're not going to be able to figure out where our gaps are. And so can you go seven days, 14 days, 21 days without stimulants? This is caffeine, this is energy drinks, this is Adderall, this is drugs and external factors. Can we find where our gaps are? And bonus, can we create more space? We need more space for the pace that we're going. If we want to have the energy, can you go one day without social media? When's the last time you went a whole day without even having your phone? There's a lot of excuses we can make about why we need it, what we're checking for work, in connection. But we got to get more flow. Back to what Kristen said. We're not very mindful. I see a lot of people dragging. And when you think about mindfulness, it requires energy in the present moment. How do we find more of those present moments? And how do we bring ourselves with our natural, powerful energy? This was a PSA, a little bit different than a normal style. Something I saw, something I believe in, something I have optimism for. Your energy is your most precious commodity. Let that sink in. Your energy is your most precious commodity. We trade it, but you got to protect it. Time is valuable. A lot of books have been written on time, and we talk about how much time we don't have, or we're in a hurry, or how time's going so fast. I would argue that time goes faster from a perception standpoint, not scientifically, but it goes faster from how we perceive it when we have less energy. Energy is the fuel to performance. And so here's my takeaway. Number one, protect it. You got to protect your energy. Number two is you have to build it. This means you have to harvest it. What are you going to do? What are the habits? Let's try to work, work inward versus external. If we're trying to just manufacture externally, I don't think that that's what you're capable of. Like the story of the lady that said, I didn't know what you're talking about. Because here's where I think the power comes in. As everyone feels like they're kind of dragging or a lot of people are dragging or energy is such an elusive thing, if you protect it, you harvest it, then you can share it. Have a great week. Find that energy. Make some of these changes. And we'll see you again next time.